0: From labradoodles to cronuts, the world loves a hybrid. So today, businesses are taking
1: a smarter hybrid cloud approach using the tools, platform, and expertise of IBM. The world is going hybrid with IBM. Visit IBM.com/slash hybrid cloud. Is-
2: Seems to leave this troubled world behind. And if I'm feeling down in blue or troubled by some foolish game, he always seems to make me change my mind. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Uh we're attempting to do this in a unique way to continue bringing you guys content. Uh obviously the sports world has completely shut down. Including snooker, which I know that hurts a lot of people. Uh, snooker tournaments are down guys. So it's almost over, but, uh, we are, we're going to attempt to do this podcast every single week, uh, while socially distancing. We're going to get, uh, guests on the phone via the ringer app. And we're just going to try and do this. I hope uh, we can provide you guys some relief. We're going to start to do a daily podcast, Jason and I, so check that out too, called uh, Scalabro Country, The Virus Episodes, uh, 30 minutes a day to start a take on the world. There'll be a little bit of sports in there, but uh, I think we want to do our top take of the day. We have a great guest today, by the way, Megan Gailey, who worked for the NFL Network uh, is married to a great comedian. She's a great comedian and married to a great uh, guy, CJ Toledano, who is uh, an NBA guy. So her love of sports, she, she tells one of the greatest Pat McAfee stories ever on this uh, episode. So you definitely want to stick around for that. Uh, but top take, Jay, let's, let's take it away. Well, uh, yeah, the top take of the day is obviously, you know, the sports world and games have ceased, but. I think, you know, when we look at the larger picture of what this virus has done and how it has deprived us of this thing, this this distraction, this thing that we would need that we would otherwise use to get us through a tough situation like this. When you think about, you know, what do I need right now when I'm sequestered in my house? It's to watch sports. Uh, that is the distraction that keeps you away from the terror and the disasters. And now without that... We're stuck. So we're forced to sort of. And the, and the, and the the truth of it is, Jay, that people would have watched the games without fans. Like if you would have said the March Madness was going to continue and we'd have this tournament of games without fans, people would, people would have gladly accepted that, but that's not even happening. I am finding myself watching my son play NBA 2K and getting really into the games. That's how desperate I am for sports. I'm like, yeah, I'm arguing with like, you know, a virtual Doc Rivers. Like, why is, I'm like, why is Paul George not? are we right all? Uh, aren't we all <laughs> arguing with a virtual Doc Rivers on a daily basis? I mean, I'm watching old, old Michigan uh, on YouTube, like full Mich, like 1989 Michigan versus Illinois in the NCAA semifinals. You know, I'm watching these old full games because you can get them on the TV. They look like real games. And you're watching the old playing style versus the way that it is today. I watched the old Michigan 1991 against uh Ohio State to get to the final four in the Elite Eight. And by the way, both teams were like three for ten from three-point range. Like neither was team M- took more than like ten three-point shots. Didn't Ohio State have that guy Chris Gent or something like that, the lefty? Yeah. Gent. Uh, yeah, he was but- – Awful. Yeah. I mean, I watched 1979 Cubs versus Phillies, the 23 to 22 game at Wrigley oh Field where God. the Phillies won. Spoiler alert. Uh, Bruce Souter on the hill. I mean, it was, and the Cubs came back from 22 20 in the bottom of the eighth to tie it 22 22. Everyone was That's out hilarious. of shape. Barry Foot, yeah. Barry Foot, Foot was up. Barry Foot's, the number on his uniform was too small. Like in my mind, all I'm, the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, I need Gar Rinesse to recreate every single one of these guys' batty stances. Next I time mean, I see Gar Rinesse, well, So you, so you, you gotta make him do a Barry Foot. The truth is like, who is happy about, is anyone happy about this, this stoppage or this shortage? I mean, some athletes might be happy that they can spend time with their families, which they normally can't, but, is anyone happy about this? That's the question. I think the don't and think I so? will answer that. No, I think there is one group of people who are happy about the coronavirus and they won't admit it publicly, but it is the Houston Astros. Because when you think about yeah. a group of people, a team that was more maligned, a team that was under the microscope, a team that everyone was gunning for with hatred in their eyes. Now, I'm not saying that that sort of hatred won't come back if we get through this in a few months and we're back. And we're back on the season. But I think right now the Houston Astros are breathing a sigh of relief because when baseball comes back, people will just be grateful to have the games again. And the anger and the venom and the air out of that balloon that was heading straight for the Astros head on probably two or three pitches per batter. I'm saying that air has been let out. And we're now in a situation where they don't have to face that kind of scrutiny because we're just grateful they're going to be coming back with everyone else. It's petty to throw at someone's head if you're out there. Just appreciate that you're out playing the game that you love, getting paid to do it. That's what you're saying. I still think they should throw at their heads. Uh, but I do think I, I, I do think we'll, that conversation will be picked up again. I think if we don't have a baseball season and if we don't have sports for a year, you'll never hear about that thing again. I think if a few months slide by and they even start playing games without fans, you will still have – that conversation again, but it will be muted because this virus and this pandemic and this absolute like explosion into our societal traditions and our norms, in my opinion, gave them a pass. And somewhere deep in their minds, they're thanking it. They're being thankful. Yeah. And, and the interesting thing is that guys like Clayton Kershaw, I think about, I've been thinking a lot about Clayton Kershaw. Maybe I, maybe I'm thinking about him more than I should. Probably. I, I bet I think about Clayton Kershaw more than some of his family members think about it, but stop, I just think, stop it. I, I just, not his immediate family, but maybe like a cousin, like a third okay. cousin of Clayton Kershaw. I, doubt, I highly doubt that, but okay. I just, I think he is one of the best pitchers of our time and does and deserved a ring. And the truth of the matter is the fact that if the sign stealing was one thing that kept him from getting his ring, that's number one, number two, now this, global pandemic steps in the middle, not that he cares about it. it, makes it impossible for him to complain about it because there are people losing their lives There are people losing their jobs. He can never complain about again. He's set for life for money. He's had a wonderful career. He's a first ballot hall of famer, but w- something was taken from him. And in the grand scheme of things, when we're long past this pandemic, which I'm praying for the a time that we are and life returns back to some level of normalcy that, and that may be two years from now, or three years from now, four, five, six years, even when he's in the Hall of Fame, he's going to think to himself, God, I wish I would have had that opportunity at least to throw at someone's head and not be like called petty for doing that. Agree with you 100%. Uh, all right, let's take a break. Uh, on the other side of this break, we're going to talk to uh, Megan Daly. She, she has a great podcast called The Greatest with her husband, hilarious Comedian, CJ Toledano. Uh, they are both funny comics. They are both big sports fans. And we get her on the show uh, to tell some stories and what it means to be... An Indianapolis Colts fan for life. We've never had an Indianapolis Colts fan on the show. So stick around. Don't go anywhere. We have your cure for your bored boredom blues through this uh, sequestered quarantine life. This is View from the Cheap Seats. Stay with us.
1: Hey everybody, it's Elaine Welteroth, and I'm hosting a new podcast called Built to Last by American Express, where we will dive deep into the stories, history, and continued legacy of small businesses that shape American culture. Our debut season will focus on black-owned small businesses that need our support now more than ever. In each episode, we feature the story of a black business trailblazer that has inspired a modern black-owned business. First up is Pinky Cole of Atlanta's food truck turned restaurant, Celetti Vegan. We'll also chat with Anifa Muemba, the cutting edge designer behind the Hanifa 3D Digital Fashion Show. Plus, we'll check in with Issa Rae, our modern day Renaissance woman. We hope that it encourages all of our listeners to support these businesses as well as the Black-owned businesses in your own communities. Tune in for these amazing stories and others on Spotify, Apple. YouTube, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.
3: Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies.
2: hey guys welcome back to the show this is the future of technology and the current state of affairs we are doing a podcast via ringer uh as we mentioned and our guest on the show is a hilarious comedian who we've hung with in montreal we know she knows her sports we've always been a fan of hers and we're so glad to have her on the show she's been very hard to get to throughout this coronavirus she's the busiest person (laughs) in the world Megan Gailey, thank you for joining us on the Hi show. Hi,
0: guys. I'm truly, truly honored. I just told one of my corona threads of gals that I needed to stop talking to them because I was going on the Sklar Brothers podcast, and they, they're they alive. They're excited. Oh, oh, nice.
2: It's lit. I, lo- I yeah, love that. I mean, the, tr- the, the truth is that we love to talk to comedians who really know their sports And so like, you're just, you're a dream for us because not only are you funny, we just saw you do the funniest set at the belly room up at the comedy store. But I think you even sprinkled some great sports references throughout that set. Just phenomenal.
0: Thank you. You know, I used to work for the NFL. I worked for the NFL and ESPN. So you can ask me anything.
2: So, uh, so obviously we love that you love sports as Randy said, and, This is the question that's on my mind because I want to know if other people have good ways of coping with no sports. How are you dealing with the fact that there are no sports right now?
0: It's so interesting because I feel like sports in this crisis was really a signifier to me that it was real. Like Once the NBA got shut down, I was like, oh, okay, now it's real more so than anything else. Um my husband yeah. works f- it for a basketball based like company we are huge fans i mean NFL free agency is really getting me through but that's i'm it. a colts fan and i i hate philip rivers so much so i was like oh. watching it to, oh this is bad i mean i went into my room and just started yeah. screaming no at the top of my lungs and my husband yeah. was like what happened who has it who has it and i was like no we have philip rivers no, like philip he rivers. thought something <laughs> that's worse <laughs> catastrophic it happened in that's the world and i'm like no this is catastrophic in my life
2: right I well, mean, when you think about the, philip the, when you think about philip rivers but when you think about Philip Rivers, he is multiplying like the coronavirus. He has like nine kids. He is. That's and the thing. is like, like he,
0: you, you're... he like Go he ahead, makes man. too much sense in Indianapolis. Like he has so many children. He's so white. Like he is top 10 whitest people mm-hmm. on earth and loves mm-hmm. the Lord. And that is something <laughs> that yes. Indianapolis is going to embrace in a way that almost makes me sick. Like he is gonna get there and see how many. Applebee's there are and be like I don't know why I ever lived in San Diego
2: right San Diego's far too progressive for him well I mean the Phil Rivers rule is if he wins more games than he has kids you're good that's it you're good um he may be good for you guys you never know what if he like has just this crazy resurgence and you don't you don't even have to worry about Tom Brady anymore right or he is still in the no I mean
0: no I think the Bucks are in the NFC I guess I get them confused because oh, yeah. I like yeah, I don't think them. about Who them care. ever. Um, yeah, nobody does. I, Are
2: they in the NFL I, or the XFL?
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, and I hate Jameis Winston, so even that like made me like everyone's moves have made me so happy. But my own teams, um, and so that right. has been difficult. But I like this new defensive lineman that we got. Like, I do think there's some positives. I love Jacoby Bursett. I think he's such a like good guy and seemed like the locker room really loved him. And he also had a better year than Philip Rivers last year. Like Philip Rivers had a catastrophic year. The Colts actually had a good year. We were cursed by Adam Vinatieri, who I do love. I have so much love for Is the greatest of all time, but he cost us our entire season last year. So I think this panic Mm. to be like, we need a quarterback is a little like ill-based.
2: You need Robbie Gould. I agree with that.
0: <laughs> I would, need, I would love Gould. We need a kicker. Yeah, we I mean, can't, the, and the, you can't.
2: The interesting thing for me is that the Colts lost Andrew Luck last year, and yeah, you kind of, this happens in sports all the time. Isn't it amazing how sometimes you think you lose the biggest thing ever, and you become addition by subtraction. So the Nationals lose yeah. Bryce Harper, and then they, and then they win the World Series. You know what I mean? You guys yeah. lose Andrew Luck and then you go on a crazy run.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think the Celtics are a lot better this year. I think they're, I think this, ha- I mean, the Raptors are bet we're better. I guess I, yeah, I'm not even to the point where I'm able to talk about the NBA in past tense yet because it still they feels like, like it still feels like, it's like when your father leaves, abandons your family. Like I'm like, LeBron's going to walk through the door any minute. He's coming back. Right,
2: right. And do a TikTok dance. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like, I feel like, you know, my son's 11 and he just this year got super into the NBA to the point where we were watching like an NBA game per night or maybe two and Mm -hmm. taking that away from us feels like, a disaster. Like that was the thing we were sharing and getting into together. And that's been put on hold and that sucks.
0: Absolutely. I think the NBA more than any other leagues also really is the voice of sort of social change. And you know, all of those athletes individually so much better than you do in any of the other sports. And so for them to be sick and for it to be shut down and for it to feel like they don't really have anything they can do right now almost hurts more too
2: yeah yeah yes and, and I mean the crazy thing was that we all realized we all knew Rudy Gobert sucked and then yes. you saw him really <laughs> with the microphone you're like thank you kid for <laughs> it's like the Dennis it's the Dennis Green moment he is who we thought he was yeah want to crown him it's so What's bad the
0: crown his ass What a tough, what a tough video to live on. You know, J.R. Smith is like, finally, I can be at peace. There is a stupider NBA player than me.
2: J.R. Smith took his shirt off, took his shirt off and said, I can finally breathe. (laughs) (laughs) So, so let's, so let's talk about, so there is no sports. Are you going back and watching, what I'm doing is going back and watching old University of Michigan basketball games from the 1980s. That is giving me okay. comfort in some – and Michigan football game. That's giving me comfort in some way. Do you have a team beyond, like, the Colts? Are you, are you going to, like, go back and watch old Peyton Manning Colts games?
1: I'm
0: for sure going to go back and watch that um, Colts-Patriots AFC championship game where we come, came back from, like, 28 down. I've already – I requested that day one of the quarantine. My husband has not agreed yet. And then I think we're probably going to wow. go back and watch – I well, he just – He does not care for the Colts at all. He doesn't care the way I care. So it's going to, I'm going to have to really like sell him on that. And I was at that game and Uh I was so drunk. So I really want to (laughs) recreate the entire move. You know, I want to, I want to feel like I'm back in the RCA dome. And then I think we're going to go back and watch um, Cavs Warriors, the the down 3 1 came back to win it.
2: The block. The block. Uh, you you were so drunk at the Colts game they mistook you for the Colts kicker, Pat McAfee. James yes, Pat McAfee. It was Pat, McAfee. Pat McAfee. McAfee. Yeah, Pat McAfee is like the guy who got drunk, ran away from the cops, and dove into a river.
0: I have a tough story about Go. that too. I was with Pat McAfee that night.
2: What? No. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: <laughs>
2: yes. Please, please explain. <laughs> please, please. Okay. So please I Please tell us what happened.
0: I was performing at Crackers in Broad Ripple, rest in peace, closed now, and my dream my entire life was to be performing stand-up, and then Colts players are there. Like, I was just like, if Colts players Uh see me do stand-up, I will wind up on the Colts. So I'm doing (laughs) stand-up. I have like... (laughs) I have I don't really like know what's um, who's in the audience, whatever. At the end of the show, I realized that Peyton's backup, Curtis Painter, was in the crowd. And then along with these two other guys, one of them was Pat McAfee. Another guy was this guy who was like an all-American in college at Oklahoma, but then wasn't good in the NFL. And so they waited for me and my two friends after the show and we're like do you want to go drink with us. And I'm like this is oh it this God. is my moment this is what I've been waiting for. This is and how, so we go to This is how
2: I get on the cult.
0: Yes, this is how I get on the cult. I mean literally this is literally
2: this is, literally this is how I get on a couple of cults. <laughs> so we go to a
0: bar. We go to a bar around the corner and it was their bye week, so this was like the Tuesday of their upcoming Sunday. They had off, so they are raging like it is spring break. Like they had the bartender line up like eighty different shots of Jameson, and we're just like giving them to people in the bar. And so, oh my God. No. This, we got very
2: Megan, Megan. They're raging like it's spring break in Florida today, which is exactly.
0: A lot. Yes, they are coughing on each other and then playing tug of war for no reason. (laughs) So So they're lining up
2: shots. And what do you do? So
0: We're just I mean, I'm getting drunk at this. point. I was like a young woman. I'm like, this is a thrill for me. I'm with a punter. Oh, my God. And so we got very, very drunk. Mm -hmm. I had a boy. I had a boyfriend at the time. And so I went into the bathroom to call him, and he, like, later was like, you sounded incoherent. And then I remember getting into a car to go home, and then I remember there being Mm -hmm. police lights. And then the very next thing I remember, I woke up in my parents' dining room, and I had (laughs) (laughs) – I had 50 <laughs> missed calls, five, zero missed calls. No. And like the very no. first text message I opened said, turn on the news. And oh I'm God. like, oh, That's the my this is like, God. Your, this is,
2: this is like your own. This is like your own personal puncher memento. You have to figure out what happened.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. And so I turn on the news and that it's it, it since I had like slept so long, it was like eleven am so like the the n- local news was back on, and the, it was the lead story. they were showing him being released from prison. Uh, one of the girls that I was with, she had actually gone home with one of the guy, one of the other players, and she said they got a call oh, at six am and they had to go down and bail him out. so she was there when he got bailed out oh my. um but then. Oh, my God. My two friends and I were referred to as unidentified women on TMZ.
2: Come Which, on. By the way, <laughs> that's that's probably you still use that as a credit when you. That's come a to great stage. credit.
0: That's an incredible credit. <laughs>
2: we're, <laughs> we're unidentified <laughs> men on TMZ. That's who we are. <laughs> that's amazing. This that's is the craziest amazing story. I can't believe you were part of it. Did you know that he was going over the edge too, like in literally and figuratively or were you just like, I'm out of control myself?
0: No, the last like photo I like was I think at one point we all took like photos together. I had a photo on my phone from that night and he was someone had iced him. So he was like down on his knees chugging a Smirnoff ice. Um and that was kind oh, of like God. the last moment that I that I have any recollection or that I have any record of what was happening. How
2: did you get to your parents' dining room? Did anyone ever explain that to you?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so I took a car and I do remember the cops speaking to the driver and I remember a cop mm-hmm. saying, just take her home.
2: Nice. <laughs> wow. So co- <laughs> So wait so so cops were on the scene. <laughs> oh my god the cops were taking care of you oh my god oh my god i love it the cops were like she's gonna be too embarrassed to be found with the punter anyway get her out of here
0: yeah they probably were just like she doesn't look good i can tell that she's a pretty girl and this is Uh, did did
2: it make you a better colts fan can you say my colts fandom before and after that story where was it
0: um I think so. My fandom before was pretty high, and then I remember people telling me like, "You should sell that photo. You should call in and like give your story." And I was like, "I would never. I would never betray the horseshoe. I would never." Mm-hmm. And so I, I think my fandom probably like stayed the same. But I was tested, and I realized that I was a more loyal Colts fan than I even understood.
2: Dude, that's amazing. I'm impressed. Now here's my here's my thing, and this is what we tell people who think that they're real fans of sports. I say you're not a true fan of sports unless your team losing on your particular day. When it's football, you only get one a week and you only get 16 or 17. Or in college, you only get 12. So when your team loses and it ruins your next four or five days, ruins it.
0: Absolutely. Are you that
2: deep? You're that Absolutely. team. Okay.
0: Yeah, because it gets to the, I remember, so the, the, this year, the Colts, it was sort of like whatever happens is a positive. You know, you're playing on house money just because of luck leaving mm-hmm. so close. Um, so I, I did have highs and lows fully. I've invited people over for the Chiefs, Colts Sunday night game. And I kept being like, I'm gonna be chill. I'm gonna be cool. And then I was a full blown psychopath <laughs> in front of all my friends. Um but if the Colts lose, <laughs> I'm not I can't watch ESPN for the next like two days. I like won't even turn the TV. No,
2: on. we're the same. That's right. We're the same. The we we get yeah. so we get so mad. We get so mad and we get so angry and it's like why did you do this to us? It's our, you you're ruining our lives.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's how you know? I feel too
2: Um, All right. So do you think we have an NFL season? Let me ask you that. Like, obviously, we can't look into a crystal ball, but like, do you think we'll have an NFL season this fall?
0: You know, I was talking to someone yesterday who works in sports and is a lot more connected and knows a lot more than I do. And he was talking to me about River. Like, he was talking about free agency. And then offhandedly, he was mm-hmm. like, well, there's not going to, like, be a real season anyways. So that makes me think maybe they'll there will be, but there won't be fans. Maybe they push it. Mm-hmm. Like, it is so crazy. To think, like in August, in September, like this still won't be resolved. But I guess it's less that and more. Well, at some point, OTAs start, and then training camp. And if all of that can't happen because of the numbers and the close proximity that people have to be with each other, then it's actually not safe enough for them to be playing football.
2: Right. That's right. Yeah. You, you, you almost have to back. It you That's almost true. have to back time it. Yeah. 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 You so back I guess I didn't
0: it. answer your question. I mean. I almost hope that like now that I hate my team's quarterback, I'm like, I'm fine if we miss a season, but (laughs) the NFL is just so greedy. um, And I mean that with all due respect um, that I just, I can't imagine them letting it go a full season. I think it will be modified in some way. But I do think we will have a season and there will be like a Super Bowl champion in 2021.
2: Again, I love how much we we talk about this a lot, how much you love sports and how, how big a part of your life it is. Is it the same way for you that, you know, when we're so focused on the business, as it were, doing stand up, trying to write TV shows and all that other stuff that sports provides for you this escape where you can just turn off for like a few hours and just not even think about that stuff?
0: Oh, 100%. I think, like, I almost get frustrated living in LA that I don't have more friends who are as insane as I am. Yeah.
2: You got two right it. here. You got two right I know. here. Yes.
0: Well, but I mean, that's like, it's like I'm constantly like screaming about things, but it is really nice. My husband obviously cares a lot. I also yeah. find sports to be a really nice escape from the terrors of the world because yes. like whoever has the most points wins. That's just what it is. Um, and whether you hate them or not, like there isn't any, no one really ever gets like a fast one hold on them. It's just, unless, it feels like. Oh, unless, yes, you're unless, you're Astros, unless you're playing the Astros.
2: Unless you're playing <laughs> the Astros. Unless you're playing the Astros. But that's why people and, were so mad about that. Yeah, Because they're yes. like, there. there is order in sports, unlike Politics, where you're like, well, that guy lost the popular vote, but now he's our president. Or these people are doing this thing, and it's keeping these people from getting this thing. Well, no, Megan, Megan, you're right. There's this notion that like people won't concede elections anymore. They're like, no, even when you lose, you're like, no, I want to recount. And it's like, nope, the game. You lost by seven points in this basketball game. Walk off the, shake everybody's hand, and walk off the court, and try and get them next time. That's it.
0: I mean, it happens even in like award shows. It's like the there's things that win all the movies actors that win and it's like what, who, can we see the stats on this because that seems crazy right. to me mm, and in right, sports right. it's like you watch it you know when things are messed up you know like when the saints get screwed it's like okay well they got screwed but the score is the score and now it's over and i do right. love that it's so simple and and classic to me that i cling to it
1: right it's,
2: same same. Agreed. God, I love it. Well, so much so that you are doing a sports podcast yourself. Please let our listeners know so that they can jump on that train, what it is and yeah. what you do and
0: um, yeah, so I host it with my husband, CJ Toledano, and we are huge sports fans. He works for House of Highlights currently. We both work for the NFL and the greatest, I know that's like a very intense name to have for a podcast that has nine episodes, but right. we basically, <laughs> we go back and we and we have a guest on and we look at, we've done like greatest coaches of all time, greatest WN, WNBA players of all time greatest sneakers of all time so it's kind of a really great one for right now because we're talking about everything that's in the sports time capsule and lexicon and we really don't need anything to be happening because we're we're looking back to the past
2: that's so i love that idea i love that idea so I was watching on NBA TV hardwood classics the other night. Cause I like, I need to see some sports and they were showing the LeBron McDonald's all American game with Chris Paul in it. And wow. it was just so great to hear what people were saying about him and projecting his future at that point. Wow. And they were saying he's going to be the next magic Johnson, or he's going to be most of them were saying magic Johnson. Yeah. Then last night I watched the Michael Jordan bulls, uh, Bulls, Cavs, Michael Jordan's 69 point game. And I was trying to watch Michael in the context of LeBron because we hear the debate, Mm -hmm. but it's been a while since I've watched a full start to finish, not edited down full every single play game of Michael Jordan's. And I watched Jordan play against the Cavs. And yes, you know, Craig Elo would be like the ninth guy off off the bench on any NBA team right now. But and he was like their starting guy. And Mark Price is like five five foot four. But like, (laughs) but Michael Jordan was so dominant in a way that like it was quantifiable in my eyes to watch him and and having watched so much of LeBron this year with the Lakers, I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know what? You know what? Michael was better. And and I'm not ashamed to say it. And I and look, I love LeBron and I think he can do the world. But there were moments in that game where Michael scored. 14 straight points and all of them were contested shots and th- he was he was so dominant and when he wanted to go to the rack he scored or got fouled and made his foul shots he was so this is dominant. why it's great because an argument mm-hmm. But this is why their podcast is great because you're like yep this is the best part about sports to yeah. say all right is mike trout is is mike trout mickey mantle let's get into it right now i mean is he or is he better is he willie mays who
0: is he? And and we have yet to even get to those really intense, like individual player competitions. Mm-hmm. And some of that is because the fight it would cause between us. But <laughs> I I am I am like a I'm a known Jordan hater. I'm an Indianapolis Pacers yeah. fan. Michael Jordan sure, and I have the sure. same birthday. He has been shoved down my throat <sighs> since I was born. And and, but in, in my core, I do know that he is the greatest player of all time, but it like pains me so much. God, CJ's gonna be shocked that I even said that on record. Um like but, yeah. all of his,
2: all of his all of CJ's Jordan shoes in his closet just lit up when you said
0: that. I know, exactly. Yeah, it's like why glowed. is my bull spinning around? And,
2: uh-huh. Yeah, God. He's yeah, and, and it's it's hard and to tell you. I take do like because... that you call them the Indianapolis Pacers. I do like that because they were the Indianapolis. <laughs> They were the Indianapolis, but Market Square Arena. Market Square Arena. The rest of
0: Indiana has – it's very strange to be from a place – like you guys are obviously huge Michigan fans. In Indiana, Purdue and IU basketball is probably bigger than the Pacers on any given year. Oh, yeah. So I just feel like it's not – I don't want it to be I know that they're the Indiana Pacers, but it's like the rest of the state has done nothing for us. Okay. We are <laughs> carrying this piece of shit place across the finish line. Wait, Every team ha- wait, needs Hang to have on our a second.
2: Name. Hang wait a minute. <laughs> You're you're saying Terre Haute isn't pulling its weight, Megan. I don't believe Evansville The Evansville Purple Aces. Evansville's in Illinois. The only college basketball team to have sleeves. No,
0: it's in southern Indiana. Indiana.
2: And the Purple Aces were the only college team to ever have sleeves on their Men's basketball team to have sleeves. And I'm
0: sure it was a religious thing.
2: Oh, Jesus. I'm sure they couldn't show a shoulder. I know. They're trying to be very, you know. But I mean, it's... All right, mm-hmm. so the great it's your podcast is called The Greatest okay. and people can get it on iTunes or wherever, but it's a one, for, for for those who love the sports debate, uh, which is great. I mean, because you guys are so knowledgeable, because you guys are passionate and, and whoever you have on as guests. And it's huh. funny gonna take wait.
0: a yeah. We can't wait to have you guys on. You would be we'll you it. would be we, a huge gift for us.
2: We will do it absolutely because we have so many opinions, you know, growing up in St. Louis, St. Louis Cardinals fans. Yeah. I mean, baseball Cardinals fans. We grew up, our, grew up in the eighties yeah. when they went to the world series three times and won once and got screwed once. And it's like, it's just a fascinating, wonderful thing to be a part of to, to love a team that has that sort of tradition. And again, like the Pacers of the nineties, that's when you oh, kind yeah. of were, I'm assuming coming kind of yeah. age those those teams were so fun to watch. Like you had the, yeah. one of the greatest players of all time on there. Like you, you have games and people you have, you, you were into a, a flying Dutchman. That's crazy. Oh, my, my favorite, dunking Dutchman. My, my favorite, one of my favorite cheap seats jokes was it's, it's <laughs> Indiana Pacers centric. It was go, go doing double Dutch, going double Dutch is taking out Ritz, Rick Smith's and his wife going, and on both a, and going on a double date. And, <laughs> and each of you <laughs> and paying both. for yourself. <laughs> and everybody and everybody paying for themselves going <laughs> double I
0: I did not know Rick smiths was from a different country until like 10 years into his I just was like oh he must be from French Lick as well like he oh, yeah. know that he's not from Europe They're like, so dumb they, they forgot to see
2: They're so dumb they forgot the C in his name. (laughs) Yes. Either he hated shaving so much or he could only grow what we grew at our bar mitzvah. But that's that trash stash that he sported like that like that probably got him kicked out of Amsterdam.
0: Well, and then there was that season. It was like a playoff run where they all shaved their heads, and you saw yeah. Jermaine O'Neal, and you were like, Oh, well, that's not good." And then you saw Rick Smith, and it was like, "Oh my god!" Oh, <laughs> no, no, sick. no, 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 no! He's sick. He you're went like, from oh my mullet god, I'm to so... bald. It's like you need an in between.
2: Yeah, You're like, I'm so sorry about your non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, Rick. I'm so <laughs> sorry. All right. <laughs> all right, let's let's um, right, I, let's let's take a break. <laughs> let's take a. And when we come back, we'll do some quick hits with the great Megan Gailey of The Greatest Podcast. We'll be right back with more view from The Cheap Seats right after.
3: Support for this podcast comes from WGU. Do you want a more skilled and effective workforce? Do you want to build loyalty and increase employee retention? A partnership with Western Governors University could be exactly what you need. Over 300 organizations nationwide already count on WGU for valuable education benefits that lead to better prepared and more capable workers. With more than 60 accredited bachelor's and master's programs to choose from and shorter credential programs coming soon, WGU has long been a leader in making quality higher education more accessible. Flexible online learning is the key. Students can fit schooling around their existing schedules and even complete courses and degrees sooner than planned. WGU makes earning a respected degree possible with just a computer and an internet connection. Partner with WGU today to make a smart investment in your company's and employee's future. Learn more at wgu.edu slash partnerships. That's wgu.edu slash partnerships. Introducing the new Verizon Business Unlimited plans. 5G nationwide available in 1,800 plus cities on most VZ 5G devices. Monthly per line pricing with five plus lines on biz unlimited start. Device payment, smartphone purchase. Auto pay and paper free billing required. Terms apply.
2: Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Um, We're so happy to have Megan Gailey on with us. Follow her on Twitter. She is...
0: Megan Gailey.
2: Megan.
0: G-A-I-L-Y. G-A-I-L-Y.
2: G A I L E Y. Follow her and follow us on Twitter and follow us on Instagram. Uh, are you the same on Instagram, by the way?
0: I'm actually better Megan Gailey on Instagram because there was a Megan Gailey and I needed to send her a message. Oh,
2: yeah. Nice. You're better, better than Ezra. Better, you're like this better is than Ezra. Better than Ezra. Better yeah, than exactly. Ezra. May- no, it's called yeah. Better Than Megan Gailey. G A I L E Y. Follow her on Instagram. Uh, and We tell this to all of our... Right now, while there aren't a lot of live shows, there are no live shows happening and whatnot, go back in the archives and watch. I'm sure you have clips of your stand-up online. She is so good, you guys. I'm just going to say this out there to our fans. Like we said, we were... Running our Conan set a couple weeks ago and we zipped up to the, <laughs> you'll love this because I don't know if you saw us, you saw us right as you were about to go on stage, but yeah. we were running, we ran our Conan set probably 16 times the week before we did oh it. Oh
0: my God. We,
2: we ran it two times at the improv and it was great. And then we came up to the store and followed Joe Rogan in the main room yeah. on a yeah, show yeah, that was yeah. running 30 minutes late. And we got on stage around 10 55 at night. Yeah. and everyone basically was done after he got up yeah. stage he killed us and and we went up there trying to run the set and then do the rest of other material and it was one of the hardest <sighs> sets we've ever had and we were just like why are we doing comedy
3: mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. should
2: stop we have we cannot leave this comedy store on this note so we went upstairs and they were doing comedians you should know which was the show that you were on and Jay and I were so mad. You didn't see it. Like Kyle Kinane was like, I can't believe I'm watching both of you guys this down. I've never seen you both this upset. Oh. And then the thing that started to bring us out of it was we watched your set and you made us laugh. We were dying up in the up in the balcony off to the left in the belly room. We were laughing so hard and we're like, OK, OK, we're going to be we're going to be a, we're going to be OK. And then we went up and did our set and it was great. But it was like all that was what we needed. But my point is that we went and saw you.
0: Yeah, he got us.
2: He brought us back.
4: You needed you. I,
0: I bombed in the belly room like three weeks ago so intensely. People were yeah. looking at me like I was a woman who had stumbled on stage and was no, not a, yeah. like just no. mouth agape, like, what is this bitch talking? And it, I had to talk about it in therapy. It, no. it <laughs> hit to my core.
2: That's Jesus. comedy. If you're not, um, if you're yeah. not. S- if you're not staring into the abyss of your own career at least once every like couple months, then yeah. I can't relate yeah. to you. I can't relate to you as an artist. I can't. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, uh, But I do. I have a Conan set that your listeners could go check out and then a Tonight Show set from uh, just oh, a few months ago. So, yeah. Watch, great.
2: All right. Everybody above. check that out. So funny. All right. Let's get into some quick hits, shall we, Jay? Yes. Uh, all right. So. Look, the good news, I guess, with the coronavirus, we still get stories of people being dicks. Um, This is kind of from from back, I think, in September. Uh, An Osaka man, apparently, for the Japanese Nippon League, reserved and then canceled 1,873 seats at two baseball games just to get more space for himself. So he wanted to, and this is in his words, he said he wanted to... I mean, I wanted to watch the game comfortably with no people around. What are you, pre coronavirus By the way, maybe, you know he the... Knew, maybe, maybe he knew. Or maybe he knew. Okay. Or, and I wanted to stand out on TV. Okay. So. Now you're a guy, dick. And then, now you're a dick. And, now, and it said that the, the amount, let's see if you can guess, in, in dollars. This is like, we're, we're going to put a little dumb people town into this. In U.S. dollar, how much were the canceled seats valued at? And you can understand why then the team would be very angry that all of a sudden these seats would never be used. Megan, in your estimation, how much?
0: And it was 18,000 seats?
2: 1,800.
0: 1,800. 1800. 1800. 1800. Um, I'm going to say, so I'm gonna say I, I guess I'm giving them a lot of credit if they have fans, <laughs> if they have a fan base that 18, will allow for a 20,000 yeah. seat stadium. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna guess oh in the US dollars, oh God. I feel like when a presidential candidate is like asked how much a gallon of milk is, I'm like forty eight dollars? Um I'm gonna say fifty
2: thousand. Ooh, fifty thousand
0: dollars.
2: (laughs) Fifty thousand, that's smart. I'm gonna say uh a hundred thousand dollars. This is Randy jumping. Uh well get your answers in if you're listening because the answer is $105,000 wow. that he wow. cost the team and they're, and they're mad it's like dude, yeah. you, you cannot do that that is like the most selfish I thing think, in the world
0: but they're also think... stupid they need to be getting a credit card number when, so, like mm-hmm. if I go to Ticketmaster I can't just be like yeah 40 friends are coming to Beyonce with me it's like no but you gotta <laughs> buy 40 tickets
2: that's right, right. Well, he Payness did. To, he you're did. saying that the he system bought them is all. Too, He bought them He bought them all and then he canceled them all the day before.
0: So he gets the money back?
2: Yeah, he got all the oh, money I'm, back oh, except for you know one what? ticket. I'm
0: on his, I feel like I'm back on his side now. I like oh. him. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, now, now, now we're so
0: inventive. <laughs>
2: Yeah, now we're mad at the Japanese ticket master. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Japanese ticketing system is the problem here. I mean, it is kind of, it, A, he may have known about corona ahead of time, so let's give him credit if he is clairvoyant in that way. B, I don't think Japanese baseball has been this mad since Tom Selleck made that movie. Okay, so it's... <laughs>
0: he also had Where the cash we? to pull it off. He, he had to spend $105,000... For his own little fun game
2: he still went to sleep in a drawer every night all right let's let's move on to this story uh wrestlemania i don't know if you read about this decides to yeah no fans allowed will live stream from a training facility um does this seem smart or is this just another example of vince mcmahon being a psychopath
0: I think the latter because I mean yeah. the main concern and the reason you've seen this uptick in NBA players is because they're in such close proximity and there's sweat and there's spit and even though yeah. even though wrestling is is orchestrated and scripted, you're still going to be like they could still get it from each other. They're going to be yes. smashing their faces I mean, there's, together.
2: There's sweat. There's sweat and there's spit, and that's just between Charles Oakley and James Dolan. <laughs> And James Dolan yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, James I Dolan. hope
0: James Dolan gets coronavirus. <laughs> is that
2: okay to say? Yes it is. No, if I there's hope one person. No this is it. Do, you, do you know our, our nice way of getting him out of the Knicks and I think is that someone should pose as a record executive and tell James Dolan that his blues band like JD and the Quick yeah, Shots and yeah, the yeah, Sure yeah. Shots are so good that he's going to have to give up the Knicks. And tour full time. And then, Knicks fans, if you did a Kickstarter where you're like, Knicks fans, a quiet Kickstarter, and the Knicks fans just all supported it to get him out, how great would that be? Just I think that get,
0: would be get, incredible.
2: Right. And then we just do it in a nice way where he thinks he's touring around, we'll be like, man, it's just, you're, you're amazing. And like, we get him touring in the most remote parts of the world. Like, dude, you have a huge following in Guam. Just get him out I- there. <laughs>
0: I also think that James Dolan could see what's happening in the world right now and go, I bet I could be president. <laughs> yes. And that, yeah. and that he would have to sell the Knicks to like, pursue so, his political dreams.
2: So, Charles Oakley, I mean, we've always said either that or six of the 12 security guards that stopped Charles Oakley just decide to go on a smoke break <laughs> and just let him go. Okay. Let it That's either one. I would one, love that. Le- let it happen. But, I mean, again, and and you're a Pacers fan, so for you to want the Knicks to be good, you're saying it for the good of the game. Like, you want it Listen, for the good I'm, of basketball.
0: I'm against abuse. And what James Dolan does is abuse. So it's like, Thanks. just yeah, let he's them, abused, he let them
2: abused live. that fan ba- He's abused, yes, that, he's he's fan abused base. that fan
0: ba- You saw the video when he made the players be a part of his band? Ugh.
2: Oh, God. That's, that is, that's worse than the Michael Vick dogfighting scandal.
0: It's so bad. I mean, it's true plantation owner psycho shit.
2: It is. Yep, it, it is. is. Time's the dead. Worst. And have you heard his? Uh, and the word dead. Insult to injury. They had to listen to his band. That's yes. They, the oh, they
0: look. I Latrell Sprewell was like on a triangle. Like, what has happened to me?
2: It's like. <laughs> it's like I Washington was choking. I was choking. He's literally like I was choking P.J. Carlissimo six months ago. What the hell am I doing? Right now? Yeah, I was choking the wrong guy, is what he said. And then he bought a yacht and put it in Wisconsin. All right, so let me let me get to this last story, and then we'll wrap it up and move on. And then on the other side of the break, we have voicemail. But uh, so Todd Gurley is—it's they're talking about Todd yeah. Gurley getting released from the Rams. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Randy and I are saying, are running backs like supermodels? Like after they turn 28, they become persona non grata. Like get them out of here. Like forget about. Like Todd Gurley was and still is an enormous part of the Rams picture. And yes, he was hurt a little bit, but come on, man. The guy was a huge reason why you went to the Super Bowl and a huge reason why you as the Rams, you know, I don't say you because I know you're not part of the Rams organization, Megan, but I'm saying why the Rams went... Like, this is an insane choice to to, yeah. to drop this guy. What the hell is going on? Have they lost their goddamn minds is what I'm asking.
0: I, I had a fantasy football team three years ago named Girly Girls. I tried Rape. to trademark Love it. it. Love I've it. always loved him. I do think, and the, I, I remember, like, becoming aware of this in the Mike Shanahan years where it was like he would just plug someone into that Broncos system. And I guess you see it. More and more, I wonder if Gurley's issue is that he's not one of those like stocky guys. Like they seem, mm, the stocky mm. guys tend to hold up a little bit better. But if if I yeah. found out Todd Gurley was coming to the yeah. Colts, I would I would be pretty happy. I mean, Frank Gore was still valuable last year, and he's forty.
2: Frank Gore yeah, is seventy-five Ingram. years old. Mar- Frank, yeah. Frank Gore is seventy-five years old. Mark Ingram is a guy that kind of fits that mold. He's like a little yeah. boy type no, no. of a dude. Frank. Frank Gore fought in Korea. You need to know that about him. <laughs> Nobody. He is a veteran. Give him the yeah, respect he deserves. Oh, I have so much love for
0: But yeah, uh, I, feel I mean, does not
2: Yeah, well, does another team pick him up, do you think? If think, somebody else is going to be like, f- OK.
0: I think absolutely. I think this is the time of year where you just buy a bunch of stuff and then you let it play out at training camp. I mean, that's how I feel about Philip Rivers. I think Jacoby Brissett could still beat Philip Rivers out at training camp.
2: Yeah, Yeah. that's true. I mean, you should treat running backs like toilet paper at Costco. Just buy pallets of them.
0: Get a bunch of
2: them and you'll use them at some point. That's it. You will. You
0: start with seven Um, and you end the season with half of one
2: right there you go there you go i love it and then you start no you start with seven and you end the season with a bidet (laughs) uh megan gailey the bidet ran the bidet is the the equivalent of an empty backfield okay go ahead that's exactly (laughs) we see we're not even using it anymore uh we're being so efficient Well, Megan Gailey, you are the greatest. Your podcast with your husband, CJ Toledano, who we have to get on this podcast. Maybe you can figure out some way to get us to him, uh, is the greatest. Talk to his people. It's called The Greatest. I want everybody on this if you're looking for another awesome podcast to check out, especially in this time where they can keep putting these things out. Great. And we'll have you back. You have an open invite. We love talking sports with you, and uh, Uh, we just love hanging with you.
0: You guys are the best. I hope fatherhood is going okay for you right now.
2: I mean, you know, we're like I've homeschool teachers. I've
0: been thinking of you. Yeah, I've been thinking of okay. you. You've been in my yeah, we're and thoughts, we're and thoughts, thoughts and, and prayers.
2: appreciate it. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. All right, Meg, thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon.
0: Okay, thanks.
2: All right, guys, welcome back to the show. That was amazing. Megan Gailey, her hatred of Philip Rivers to me is hilarious. I mean, it's, I mean to, he on. may be their savior. She's a, she's 100% on top of Jacoby Brissett. But she's like us. I It is so refreshing to hear someone else who is that psycho when they watch a game and yeah. have it. Like, she has literal hatred in her heart for Philip Rivers, has never met the guy. And again, he may be great, but she's probably right. In her heart of hearts, she knows this sport. She knows that team. She will be let down like the rest of Colts fans Ah, by Philip Rivers. I mean, I've always been a fan of, I've always been a fan of her comedy, but now I'm like, okay, we're kindred sports spirits, which we need to watch a Colts. I want to watch a Colts game with her and see how crazy I actually. And then I want to make her watch a Michigan game with us and see, and let her see how unbelievable crazy we are. All right. Uh, thank you guys for bearing with us in this show. We're, uh, we got one more voicemail that we got from, uh, Bill Walton. We're taking advice from anywhere on how to make it through this quarantine life, which, God, I don't know how long, uh, my so-called quarantine life, I don't know how long it's going to be, but we need advice from everybody. And, of course, the big man in the middle, Bill Walton, who spent a lot of time with his own thoughts, uh, is going to give us a little bit of advice. He left us a voicemail. Check it out.
4: Sclars, it's your old friend, Bill Walton, checking in. Making sure that you guys are taking good care of yourself. It's a difficult time. People cooped up inside. Whether or not you're surrounded by those you love or surrounded by cans of corn, beans, and rice. It's all about Mind over matter, baby. And we all know that whether it's on the basketball court or out at a show, no one knows better than I that it is mind over matter. You have to throw it down, big man. As the Grateful Dead Often sang in here comes sunshine. Wake of the flood, laughing water. 49, get out the pans. Don't just stand there dreaming. Get out of the way. Get out of the way. Here comes the sunshine. Here comes sunshine. Also... If I can pass along, Randy and Jason, some indica, some sativa to help you pass the days, and maybe some reality television like Moonshiners, one of my favorite shows that shows industry in West Virginia, Kentucky, Tennessee. These are men not afraid to go into the woods to literally create a good time. Randy, Jason, I feel terrible for my son Luke, found himself without the end of an NBA season just as his young Sacramento Kings team was rallying, vibing around him like the pulsing beats of an Althea at Deer Creek. Randy Jason, I'm doing just fine with my Jack A Rare rolled tight and my lazy boy kicked up for my synthetic knees to relax. Stay in touch, be well, take care, and let the sun, the moon, and the stars guide you.
2: I'm not gonna say that's a that's bad advice, Jay. I'm I say it's bad advice. He knows how to get through stuff. Um, he does, and he's giving you a he's giving way. you a roadmap. He's giving you a roadmap, and uh, sometimes you gotta you gotta accept it. I want to thank our producer Land Romo, who is helping put this thing together. Jason Smith at Starburns, and everybody there who is like tirelessly working and figuring out solutions for us to be able to continue to give you guys content. It may be a little bumpy at first, but once we really figure it out. Um, We're gonna just keep giving you stuff every week. I know there's no sports going on, but there are no sports going on, but we're gonna figure out a way to continue to give you our take. Also, if you want something a little bit more, you got more time, daily listen to uh country the virus pods you can check it out we'll drop one in this feed just so you can hear it and then subscribe to it and there'll be a youtube page too so you can uh, check it out on youtube Uh, we love you guys punch waterfalls and do it in peace and singularly you can still go out and punch a waterfall if you're feeling frustrated it's just you and nature um, and try and stay sane, love each other, listen to everybody when they say stay sequestered and quarantined. We've got your fix for you, and uh, we are out. Have a great week. We'll see
3: you next week. A podcast network.